I'm like, can we get a pride crosswalk somewhere in this city? Those are legal actually now, I think, the pride crosswalk. So you can be arrested, unfortunately. So, Monica, bringing it back to Omaha, when you're trying to help, I was thinking of the LGBTQ plus community. What are challenges that they face that your organization specifically, how do you help them, I guess, is my question. Yeah, I mean, there's, I think the stat is like 82% of people have experienced or heard or seen or witnessed a homophobic slur or something that's been anti-LGBTQ plus happen at a professional sporting event or at a sporting event. And the intimidation leads to lack of participation. Yeah, and then when you are in a public space or a sporting environment that is very traditionally dominated with an intense male mentality and culture, it doesn't always feel like necessarily a safe place to be. And so we work really closely with Union Omaha, the Omaha Parliament, and through this initiative Play Proud right now, that's eight different cities that are all going through over 100 plus hours of training and work in the LGBTQ plus space to make stadiums and soccer spaces safe and feel inviting and inclusive for that population and community. Working with them really closely, going through this training, then really integrating that into programming throughout with the kids in our programs. And just that means how do we use inclusive language? How do we call out or call in? When something might be said, it's signaling, it's what signs do you put up? So we recently made banners that are up at all of our sites that we run programming that have some rainbow coloring to them and just focus on what that inclusivity belonging really looks like and then it's being that advocate and ally for a population to really enjoy and get the most out of their game and it's a cool piece of what i think what we get to do through sport where do you rank omaha and the inclusive spectrum positive you've grown up here getting better i would say but ways to go I get a little bit of a knot in my stomach because I see how far behind, honestly, Omaha is in comparison to other cities. And it is a challenge. And even being in this cohort with eight other cities represented, Omaha is, it is getting better, right? But we have so far to go. And I think about the number of pride flags that I see in different restaurants throughout Thailand. It's not necessarily always a visible thing that you see throughout the year. We have a handful of places that come top of mind. And so I think Omaha has a lot of room for improvement in that space. What would be the biggest thing if you could wave a magic wand? What could people do? Anything they can take action with that you would go, if we did this or had a group of people, business leaders, if we could do this, I could go back to these eight cities and the knot in my stomach would be slightly loose. I think the laws, like the biggest thing is what are the legal protections that Nebraska is putting in place for the LGBTQ plus population? And right now there's a lot of anti-LGBTQ plus legislation. That's the biggest thing. And that's the systematic piece that voice and people and really people in positions of power, business leaders, our representatives, that we need them to have this difference of opinion of what does this look like and how do we create the space for people in Nebraska? Because it is directly impacting the community of Nebraska and the LGBTQ plus population. That's the biggest thing. The biggest thing is systematic. And that kind of leads into the American outlaws side of things, which for people who don't know, this is huge 
started in Lincoln. Started in Lincoln. Remarkable. Yeah. What's your connection? Oh, tell people what it is yeah. first and then your connection. The American Outlaws are the supporters groups for the U.S. soccer program. So Hardcore fanatics. Hardcore fanatics and just so passionate about the game. And I love their story because it started with the guys out of Lincoln, Nebraska that recognized this gap in what soccer culture looked like in the U.S. And so they've grown the support. I mean, their supporters section, supporters groups for professional teams in the soccer space for every club. And this is for the U.S. programs. They've grown it to having over 200 chapters in the U.S. and abroad. And they show up and they are the fan section at these games. And so American Outlaws have started, and then recently they launched AO Impact. So AO Impact is their charitable arm of the organization. And what AO Impact does is uses that power of all of their members and their chapters, fundraise, and then take those funds and reinvest them into grassroots community programs. I was initially introduced because of Football for the World and being a recipient of one of their funding opportunities. Now I get to wear the hat of also being their executive director of the AO Impact side, And so I get to help build out the structures of what does that really look like when you harness this power of the collective? And my favorite part about it is always like, these are fans and people that are so passionate about the game and getting to link that passion into growing the game across the US is so cool at that grassroots level because that's what it's about as well. Like US is a young country when it comes to soccer culture. And so the more and more excitement we can build around it in kids, Amazing. This is, you see these usually win the World Cup, either men's and certainly women's now, too, is growing a lot with, I think, the Abe Lincoln beard was a big thing on this last one at the men's over the winter. And I was getting, when you said wearing the hat, I was thinking it's what's got to be the Uncle Sam. The Uncle Sam hat, hat the the Statue of Liberty outfits, I'm sure of it. And this is, I don't know that there, if fan club doesn't seem big enough i don't know that the pro sports and maybe the nfl has an equivalent to what this is worldwide amongst other countries you know how powerful this could really be supporters groups are like a unique soccer culture culture thing and so to see a group of people that built that out of nebraska is really cool and when did you start on the impact side started there at the beginning of this year oh wow i was gonna say it's relatively recently yes and that just seems like it's got so much potential you're probably almost overwhelmed with what it could be and how do you harness the energy and really have a deliverable result and yes and that was exactly why they brought me in to say all right give us some structure and systems and how do we build out what this looks like do you have anything you can tell us initially thoughts on where you want to take that or you just want to wait to announce things or what's your take yeah no i think everyone right now is working in this build-up towards the 2026 world cup and positioning themselves this is going to be in the united states mostly canada and mexico's involved with one or two venues but kansas city will be the closest yes to to us i need tickets monica i know (laughs) that you're the person join join the american outlaws in that supporter section bid (laughs) so this is in the summer of 2026 it hasn't been since 94 the only or was there one way back? No, I, don't I think, think you're. Yeah. I think you're correct on that. Yeah. And, and it was, whatever, 29 years ago. So it'll have been over 30 years. And that's pretty wild for some. I was a kid yeah. when it happened, but 
I don't know that people are going to understand or appreciate how big a deal that's going to be in 2026. I think there's just so much excitement around it. Yeah. And that's motivating and exciting. And to get to, like I said, anytime I get to talk football with someone, amazing. And knowing that the whole country is going to be like amped up and tuned into this makes me really excited. Yeah, it's yeah. a huge opportunity. I don't want to say once in a lifetime, but it will be a while It'll before. Be huge. Yeah. There's a, a chance that the U.S. Women's World Cup, that U.S. and Mexico are putting in a joint bid for 2027. Oh, okay. So I'll be curious how, if and how that comes to fruition when that gets announced. It's usually a delay or there's not as much of a turnaround time that lead yeah. up time, but I'll be curious to see how that unfolds. And would you foresee ideally maybe you guys having a collection point at stadium world cup venues i mean that type of thing i'm sure absolutely how closely do does ao is associated with the the men and women's official world cup team organization are they pretty tight or is there yeah they're they do have conversations work closely along with u.s soccer not directly necessarily tied as the official supporters group but they are the largest supporters group and yeah so there's definitely connection there we're participating in media day for the women's world cup there will be a really tight connection and coverage and just a lot of joint projects i think too that benefit AO and U.S. soccer, whether it is directly or indirectly, and just benefit soccer across this country. How much of your time is spent on the road traveling? This summer has been a really heavy travel time. I went to the World Cup and spent time there with the AO side, doing some Football for the World initiatives as well. We have a former intern of ours that's in Festival 23. It's the Youth Leaders Summit that's during the Women's World Cup. And so excited to have representation in that space and be able to form those connections with other people working in that football for good sector. And then other than that, usually I spend a few months throughout the year in Jamaica working on those programming program opportunities and setting up infrastructure there. February, ideally, would be it's, the time to yeah, do it. Yeah, people say, people, I'm usually there in December, January yeah. for sure always, and definitely there during the winter, have touch points during the summer, and, and this pe- is good. people like to give me a hard time for I that. may need to go down and cover that yes, in January yes. or February next year. Hope this takes <laughs> off. I'll, I'll be there. Yes. I appreciate your time and wish you the best with everything you've got going, especially, like you said, the initiatives here, but also with the bigger prize in 26 with the World Cup and love to keep in touch with you as we go along. Monica Bosilovac, thanks. Thanks, Tony.